ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Reckoning Racing. I am your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, Lugs. I had to just check and see if you're going to say if I was. Um, anyway, welcome to season three kickoff of Reckoning Racing NASCAR podcast. Season three. Season three. Can you believe we've been doing this for well two years, and this is the start of our third? Yeah. No, Crazy. I can't believe it. Actually. Crazy. That means you guys have had the pleasure of listening to us. This is episode eighty-five. That's a lot of freaking times our voice is over the air, <laughs> and you guys are still listening. If you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> I'm shocked, but thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated. Definitely have grown, I will say that. Yeah, absolutely. We love the fan interactions. Uh, we've gotten more interaction on Twitter and Facebook than we ever had. There's a community now of people that talk to us. Um more people than ever in fantasy. Yeah, this this year in fantasy is going to be awesome. I'm hoping more people even yet still join. Mm-hmm. So please, if you do, wreckingracing at gmail.com. Send your picks in, two picks a week. The rules are on wreckingracing.com if you want to check them out. Essentially, very simple, uh, two picks a week. You email them to us. That just allows us to keep track of it. And then you cannot carry over both picks to the next week. Just one. Yep. Just one. So if you do Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch, like maybe someone would have done last year. <laughs> this is Every race. <laughs> yeah. So for the, the 500, going into the second race of the season, they can only have one or, one or the other. Right. Correct. If they wanted to. They could not have both of them. Correct. Now, the third race, if they wanted to do the same two again, they can Dumb idea, if you ask me, but hey, I guess it works for some people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and open this. Let's open yours. All right, okay. we're going. We're drinking rowdies again this week. Yeah, these are the last two remaining from the initial order that I had. Yeah. So ordered. I've. Um, well, we're going. We're splitting the cans. We got cups here, so we can share them both. But the um, sour green apple and what's yours again? Strawberry lemonade. Oh, listen! Listen to that sound. Oh, <laughs> I can even hear the carbonation. How about that? Look, it whines as much as Kyle's does. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. All right. Cool, man. I'm gonna try to start off with the uh, sour apple this time. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not a big sour apple guy, as yeah. I mentioned two weeks ago. Yeah, but I, I do like it. I do like it. So anyway, Kyle, uh, you actually did well for once. Yeah. And I did see like someone threw a, a barb at him on Twitter. Like, um, oh, yeah, another energy drink full of crappy, I don't know, toxic materials. And he's like, first off, it's made with this, which is derived from natural like green tea extract. Yeah, and like yeah. pretty much schooled the person and... You know, it's not your typical energy. It's not. And so, it's not full of B vitamins yeah. and all that crap that you get in every single other one. Right. It literally is like green tea extracts and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so I was I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but, absolutely. And I, I seen the same Twitter uh, comment that you're talking about. Nice. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, uh, hey, racing's back, let's, bitches. Let's jump in this, man. We got racing to talk racing about. Racing to talk about. Hell yeah. I mean, a little bit of racing, ma- yeah. mainly wrecking. And it, yeah, not no so much shit. racing. No but. shit. So it, it it has been great because the excitement is there, and we've had so many people interacting with us because of it's it's Daytona time, speed weeks, right? So we've had a lot more interaction with fans here recently because uh, they're just excited for the season to get back going again. So just dive into it, I guess. Yeah, let's, do, let's talk yeah. about the clash, I guess. So yeah. the clash. Uh, so the let's just say ninety percent was not too exciting. Yeah, it had two different strategies there. Yeah, which I was very excited to see how that was going to play out although in the back of my mind i was like this is not going to play out someone's <laughs> going to crash yeah um you had this chevy guys basically conserving fuel hoping that they were going to make it to the end and then the other guys were coming full head of steam hunted them down and then that's whenever they the crash happened so man i just what do you think of that though like there's three or four crashes that took out pretty much all cars at some point, yeah, except for Austin it, it, Dillon. Exactly. So we had 18 cars start the race. Two of them didn't come into the race. Uh, one was Suarez. Who was the other one? There was another one. I can't remember now. Hemrick was eligible. Hemrick. But yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Hemrick. Um, so we had 18 of the 20 racers that qualified racing. Um, all said and done, we had one car that did not have – well, I take that back because he had an incident with Newman at the very last restart. Mm-hmm. So I guess he probably did have a little damage. Mm-hmm. But, okay, start the race with 18. We finished with five on the lead lap. Actually one, running, yeah. And one a lap down. So most we had of those six were, cars on the track. Most of those were taped up bigger than hell. Even our winner. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the winner. Yeah. Uh, so, man, you talking about just, it, was, it was crazy. I mean, like it started and just did not stop. Well, let me ask you this. So, are we going to see this for the Daytona 500? Is this going to be the same product? I'm, or, I'm scared or, that it will be. Or is it because there's no points and it was all money and just bragging rights that people said, fuck it, and Well, no, went for because it. When, when did we actually have the first wreck with Logano? It was like 10 laps ten to go. go. 10 yeah. to go. So, really, that's getting down to the nitty-gritty. So, points or no points, it's going to get aggressive like that in a 500, yeah. right? So I agree. There's probably going to be some give and take. Hopefully, there's going to be some give and take through the first ninety percent of the race. Yeah. Probably that's overestimating. But um, yeah, when it comes down to the last ten laps, yeah, the gloves are going to be off. And we saw this happen last year. How many how many crashes did we see at the end of last year? And it yeah. was the same situation. We ended up with like a small amount yeah. of cars left yeah. at the end racing for it. Which I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. I think it's I don't know. I think it gives the sport a black eye. Like, look at these dumbasses. Can't even finish the race without I, any damage. Like, yeah, that's just I, me. I don't know. And I, you know, growing up watching the sport for 25 years now, that was like the most carnage in one race I think I've ever seen in one restrictor plate race. And there's been a lot of races. Right. And, you know, it was crazy because they sh- changed the nose of the Chevys because of all the issues last year, right? The Chevy could not push. Because it would spin the person out, right? Yeah. Did you see an improvement with that? Well, I didn't. I don't see the finger being pointed at that, though. I don't see the finger being pointed at, but man, it's like every single time something happened, it was like it was a Chevy involved with the pushing. The only the only incident that I can think of that was not that case that really comes to mind was the Logano Kyle Bush one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even like 
I still don't know, understand what happened with the dang restart there where everybody crashed mm-hmm. into each other mm-hmm. and bouncing off. I still say, stand by saying that there was fluid on the track. I, I mean, it is weird, right? Bowman went right and stuck it in the fence. Yeah. Everybody else went to the left. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I, and, so you have numerous and, and nobody, and nobody talked in. about it after no. the fact. I'm no. like, what the... You're like, me, oh, that was weird. And then on to the next point. Yeah, on to the next crash. Yeah. Like... That was the weirdest shit to me, and nobody even wanted to talk about it. Everyone wanted to talk about Kyle and Brad and Joey, which I get that, um, but I don't know. And then there you had the, the issue with Larson and Chase. Chase had a hell of a run going. Larson blocked. Yep. I, all I could say is, like, if these blocks are going to be thrown, it's going to be a repeat on Sunday. Like these guys have got and to. So the first, yeah, I think it will be a repeat because I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of action the first two and a half stages. Mm-hmm. That last half of that last stage, I think it's going to be carnage. Now, is it carnage twenty fifth on back, or is it going to be you know a guy making a run on first place, blocking, and then it takes out the whole damn field? Legitimately, man. Like, if I'm Kevin Harvick or anybody else in the field, my strategy just. Sit in the back. I know we've tried this before, right? Yep. But sit in the back. It's going to happen. Yep. Yep. There's going to yep. be a big one. Even if it's five to go, so, I'm still going to sit in the back because yep. it's going to happen. Okay, so we talked about you think this is probably the most carnage in the 25 years you've been watching. And I think I have a kind of an idea why. So back in the day, you wanted to be one of two spots during this race. Very front, very back. Yeah. All the action happened in the middle. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, all the action's <laughs> happening in the front row. Yeah, and taking everybody And out. that's the thing. Yeah, so therefore you have a lot more potential of taking cars out. So I think, I personally think that we just had a lot more incidents in the last few years that involves the front running cars mm-hmm. because of pushing yeah. and blocking. Right. Because blocking's so key, right? Mm-hmm. You have a 10-foot spoiler. They're going to get <laughs> a hell of a spoiler. run. Therefore, the only way you're going to keep your spot is by blocking. And exactly. that's, that's what's causing these damn wrecks. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, just the, the closing gap, you know, with the, with those spoilers creating that big of a hole in the air. I mean, it's that, there's no way around it. The cars behind you are going to get one hell of a run. I just want to see it go back to more of a handling race. Like, the other day I sent you that, um, that 2005 yeah. Daytona 500 recap. Like, that was awesome, dude. Like... People were pushing and stuff, but it wasn't like to the point. I don't know. I don't know what makes it so different. But did you watch any of that, or do you remember no, anything? I, from that I don't. Race? I mean, I, I watched a clip you sent me. I mean, it was basically but. Gordon Johnson Jr. Stewart, all the heavyweights, right? In two thousand five, the biggest stars going, you know, trading punches for the Daytona five hundred victory, and everybody held it together. Nobody crashed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it, those cars were just more stable. I, I don't know what the difference is, right? I'm not a race car driver, but why can't we have that still, right? Like, Why not? I mean, I, uh, why couldn't we? I mean, I think we could, but right now, I know we were all like, okay, ex- Rex creates some excitement, right? But as we've seen the last couple of Daytona 500, it's a shit show. It is. It's an absolute shit show. Um, I mean, last year... And, it, and I'll be honest, like, Maybe it doesn't alienate you, the fan that's listening right now, but some it does. Like my dad will turn it off. Like yeah. he'll turn it. Like he turned the clash off. Like yeah. after, after some point, like it becomes so much of a shit show. Like what's the point of watching? Right, it's just surviving at that point. 
Yeah. You're not yeah. earning a Daytona 500 win. You're yeah, just surviving. It's, 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 yeah, you're, you're exactly right. So I, I think it's all a factor of they try to... They went so they went too far where they made it a boring ass race. And then they tried to counter that by making it exciting by adding in carnage now, like pure straight up carnage. We always had carnage to an extent, but I'm still a believer that we have more than ever, and all because they have to block up front, so therefore more cars in front mm-hmm. are wrecking. Instead of going three wide and bouncing off each other in the center right. of, of the pack. So. Right. No, I agree with that. Much BS. Um, I, I agree. I don't, I don't really see it that exciting. I think it is more of a shit show. So hopefully maybe next year. I mean, you never know. I mean, they're with, the new rules, car, with the new car, with the new yeah. car, I mean, maybe that will produce something different. So maybe we won't be having this conversation next year. Who knows? Well, um, what other takeaways, anything else from the class you want to bring up and we can move to qualifying at least Jones won. I mean, I, I actually, I found the last restart to be one of the most exciting parts of the race how about larson man went all the way up <laughs> got the lead and then went all, all the way, way back. back so larson's car wasn't that destroyed compared to some of the cars that were still left yeah austin Dillon's looked immaculate what the hell happened i don't know because they, yeah they both went to the front and then they both went back and he couldn't get a run back up to the front i think the difference was having hamlin on jones's ass pushing him okay so let's talk about that denny hamlin was, was a lap down mm-hmm he really had no shot of winning that race. Why was he still in it? For one reason. That. That or hoping for another caution. You had what? Yeah, two Chevys. Yeah. Two Fords. Two Camrys. Now you have Hamlin, who's a lap down, staying in to help Jones out, and it paid off. Yeah. So I'm curious. Again, speculation. I'm assuming he stayed in there to help because his car was still drivable to help Jones. Yeah. Was that a team directive? Was that a Hamlin directive? Was that not a directive? Maybe I'm overlooking that or I'm looking too far into it. But I feel like why, why would he stay in there other than just to be a friend to Jones, give him a pushing partner? I mean, with as many yellows as there were. I mean, I guess he was like only hoping for yeah, to be I guess, the lucky dog because sure. he would have been it, right? Sure. I mean, if they would have. What's the green white checkered um, count before they call it or is it unlimited i think it's unlimited yeah, yeah so all so they needed was one more, more before yeah. they got back to the white and yeah. he would have been back on the lead lap with a shot yeah. to win it yeah. so uh i don't know so we're gonna see on sunday how that shakes out and even to maybe tomorrow in the clashes so yeah or not the clashes but the, the duels the duels yeah so uh jones won his car's front end looked what's the best comparison flat like it, like it rear-ended a, a, a semi truck, truck. Yeah. A stoplight yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exactly like the hood I mean, was all pushed up. You look at Daytona, it's an aerodynamic needed track. You look at Jones's car and say, what the hell, a bicycle should be able to go faster than that car. <laughs> right. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about qualifying. Some interesting events happened during qualifying practice. Yeah. Kozlowski hitting the... <laughs> hitting the fence, hitting yeah, the hitting fence. the fence pole, tearing the hell out of his car. So, they said someone stopped in front of him. I watched video. I can't tell the car in front of him stopped. Uh, and I couldn't tell who it was he exactly. He cut the turn short. But that's exactly. That's where I'm going with it. I think it was 100% his fault. And like the car in front of him, from what I could see in that video, didn't look like it had stopped. Maybe it hesitated had just momentarily or, or something. something. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, regardless, I had a chuckle. I'll be honest. Because <laughs> the, the noise that it made, too, it was just, I don't know, made me laugh. You just hear it fucking scraping the crap out of it, and then yeah. you hear it squeaking and the tires squealing. And 
And I'm a bad person. It was entertaining as well <laughs> to see how mad he got at Logano. Whenever he wrecked out during the, the clash. Yeah. 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 Well, was it was it Logano or Bush? I mean, at that point he probably didn't know. Ah uh, man, I don't I th- I think you could throw blame either way on that. Who do you think is that for blame in that wreck? I don't. I, I don't put me in that spot. I, I don't. I don't know. I, it looks <laughs> to like me t- it was a racing deal. Logano did block. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle turned under him, and I think Logano continued to kind of crowd him. And Kyle I, didn't know Hamlin was below him. And yeah, I think I think rest history. There at the end of it, I think Logano did crowd Kyle, but I don't think he actually cut across his front end. But mm-hmm. I don't think Kyle. This way, I don't think Logano. I think Logano assumed Kyle was going to continue to go further down. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just stopped right there. And it's too close to call. I don't know. I I say 50-50. How about yeah. that? Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's one of those racing deals. It wasn't a clean, you know, just dump somebody or Stenhouse, you know, putting your car <laughs> where it doesn't need to be. But Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's get back to qualifying. Speaking that we were actually Stenhouse, talking. Yeah. yeah. So, Stenhouse... In his first go around in the JDG Daughtery car, the number forty-seven, not the thirty-seven. Uh, Priest moved over to the thirty-seven. Stenhouse took the forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, it comes out on the pole. Now it's a JTG Daughtery car, but it's a Hendrick Alliance, I guess mm-hmm. you would mm-hmm. call it. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Bowman was second. Yes. Who was third? Was it Chase? Chase, yeah. fourth. Johnson. Yeah, so we have Hendrick Power. Hendrick boys. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. So how many Daytona 500s in a row is it that they've been on the pole or whatever? Yeah, like the last six or seven, I think. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And I guess technically but, they're not on the pole, but they, you might well count them as being on the pole. Yeah. Um, How do you think – where do you see Stenhouse finishing in the race? Oh, he's going to F up in the <laughs> – yeah, so he's going to be one of them that, that blocks and takes out half the field. On lap one. Well, I'm hoping not that early. Um, I wouldn't be so shocked. So he was asked about that on Twitter, or maybe not on Twitter, <laughs> but it was on Twitter, and he basically said, look, everybody's making a big deal out of that. Like, it only happened two times where it was legitimately <laughs> his his fault. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, we were at a race. Like, me, you seen the in-person, the Daytona <laughs> yeah. night race. And 2018, yeah, and it was talk about a shit show. Mm. Eric Jones won that one too, yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, Ricky was just all over the place. Yeah, dart without feathers, as they say. Yeah, um, it's but, gonna be interesting. But I could definitely see him trying to throw a block in the beginning and like lap ten, and then just freaking annihilating ninety percent of the field. Hopefully he uses his head a little bit. They, uh, someone did say like their car is very trimmed out, so they hope that they get some handling work back into the car before <laughs> the five hundred. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, the duels are going to be a perfect insight, I think, as to what we can expect. It's did- been a few. It's been a few years since we've seen a wreck in the duels. So um, they were saying, you know, during the clash that a lot of those cars are Daytona five hundred backup cars. So if anybody yeah, yeah. messes up in the duels, mm, you know, yep. what are they going to do? Do they have a third car? Did they bring a third car? Was Teammates it a, car? Yeah, you remember last year? Was it a Chase using Johnson's car? Mm-hmm. Or Johnson using Bowman. Chases? Bowman. Mm-hmm. Bowman, you're right. So they had to use a different team. Yeah. Their teammates backup. Yeah. Yep. Interesting stuff there. So 
I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I keep forgetting about the duels tomorrow night, but I'm excited for them. It, what, do you know what time it is? I think they're at six or seven our time, central time. Central time. So, yeah, I'm not for sure. I'm just glad it's not during the day. Yeah, I'm glad I, they moved that. Yeah, it just kind of sucks trying to. I mean, if you're at work and you're trying to sneak to watch it somehow, you know. <laughs> yeah, some of us can't watch movies and shit while we're at work, so. I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that watch movies at work, but I'm not one of those people. I'm not that fortunate. I may have done it once or twice. <laughs> I I may have watched a couple of rain, you know, rain outs that come out on Monday. Yeah. At yeah. work. So. Any other takeaways from qualifying? Uh, No. I mean, I didn't really see anything too surprising other than Stenhouse sitting on the pole. And it is 7 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1. That's green flag. Mm-hmm. So six hour time. Cool. Yep. All right. Um, well, let's get into some news then. I do have one question for you. Oh, God. So, oh, no, no. Oh, God. It's not that bad of a question. So, we it was debut, the two-man booth for Fox. Yeah. And how would you enjoy it? It was fine. That the flow was okay. Other than Jeff really screwing yeah. up at the end of the race yeah. with thinking Hamlin was on the lead lap, but yeah. you know what? It's not really like, that big of a script. Come on, I mean we're all gonna make exactly, like man. Like, can you imagine how much shit you got to like remember and keep on the tip of your tongue? Like, every, you're gonna mess yeah. up eventually. I mean, I know Jeff Snow Jr. when it comes to the the broadcast booth. Hey, I I will. I will go on record and say that I enjoy Junior just as much as I do Gordon. Like, but he does an awesome job. Yeah. Gordon's a lot more polished. Junior's like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, but I like that. I like No, that. yeah, absolutely. I now, wish Gordon would talk more from experience. Like, obviously, he does a little bit, but I wish he would go to that next level and talk more about experience, like being in the car and kind of that type of stuff yeah. like Junior does. Yeah, I, I would like for Gordon just to talk more so Mike Joy talks Gordon less. just talks about the action or what the car's doing but doesn't really give as much sure. insight, in my sure. opinion. Yeah, I understand. I just hate Mike Joy. That's I'm better, not a fan. Better than Daryl. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I don't. To me, like did, they didn't say boogity, did they? No, I not that I remember. I was I was out in the garage working, so I came in right when they took the uh, green flag. Did. I don't think they did. Yeah. So my truck, you know, it's not that old of a truck, and a freaking AC went out on it, so I had to work on that all day Sunday. So hmm. I came in and watched qualifying, went back out, came back in and watched uh, my wife yell at me, hey, it's Gary Star, you know, so I come back in. <laughs> nice. Yep. Time for a new truck. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. All right. This one's expensive enough. I'll, I'll well, they're all it. expensive, but. I know. All right, let's jump into some news, and then we're going to give our insights into 2020, make some bold yeah. predictions, and we'll talk about fantasy. A um, little bit of news this week. Uh, I think maybe the biggest headliner is Harvick signing an extension. Yeah. We've been talking recently about is he closer to retirement and what's going to happen there, and boom, hits us with an extension through 2023. Yeah. So my question to you on that, is 2023 the ripe time for Deegan to come up? Oh, my God. Really? You want to talk about Deegan? Why not? She's She's in the Ford camp now. Right, that's the, okay. Let, let's let's just talk about it. So Deegan, she had her you, first you Deegan fanboys. No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> where did she finish in the Arca race? Second, exactly. 
So let's just be honest. Also crashed a guy out. And Which is d- d- questionable or debatable, okay, if it actually <laughs> I happened. I just want to get you riled up. And No, it's not going to be riled up because, I mean, who hasn't spawned someone in a race? Um, but where I'm going to with this is that this is my opinion. So, you know, Danica was blown way out of proportion on a pedestal, right? Yes. Uh, to me, Deegan is extremely more talented than Danica was. Now, part of that is Deegan has been a bit more accustomed to that style of car than Danica was. Mm -hmm. But here's why I think I just think I'm just saying I think it's too early to to like call something. Oh no, it 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 is it is. So I'm just this. I was a hypothetical I was throwing out there. But let's let's. I do want to talk about Deegan briefly since we brought it up. Okay. So she is already set up for success a lot more than Danica ever was. I would agree. And, and here's why. Not only has she had the backing of major manufacturers, she is a marketable... I mean, she's the, she is the next sliced bread when it comes to NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Okay? And what, what I'm getting to is that her whole life, she was groomed for moments like this. Her dad... <laughs> So her dad is a motocross racer, right? Yeah, adrenaline he junkie. He did BMX and X Games. A- and adrenaline all junkie, yeah. right? Yeah. She grew up exposed to that. She is an adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. So what is what is she taking away? She has to have that next rush, that adrenaline rush. She's so, being in the middle of the Daytona 500 field and cars bounce off each other is not going to get her blood pressure up like we see with Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> My my point is, is that, that a retirement joke? Like, <laughs> no, not necessarily. But my my point that I'm making is that she has groomed for some such a young age to be a risk taker, to be balls to the wall, to seek that adrenaline, and I think that is going to make her. What I, I think that's really going to make her stand out because she's going to take chances that that no other female previously before her has taken. Mm-hmm. So I think she's going to take. I mean, we have pioneers of sport like Janet Guthrie, et cetera, right? They didn't take massive risk. I see her taking massive risk. And it's either going to burn the hell out of her or she's going to be super successful. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. She's going to alienate some people. Oh, I, yeah. I. But that's yeah, what happens when you do that. She's going to alienate some of her competitors, but she's going to bring in a fan base. She's mm-hmm. already starting. She's an arc of people, and she's already bringing in a fan base. Yeah. Yeah. So I will, I will sp- put on record right now. I hope she makes it to cup. I hope she's successful. Cause I think it's going to set us into what we're looking for. We're looking yeah. for that next thing to set the raise the bar for NASCAR. And I think that could be it. Put the spotlight back on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't want to ho- give her the ignition switch to the four just yet. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, but yeah, and I'm so, not really a fanboy, but she has impressed me. Yeah. From, from that standpoint. So. Okay. Um, so let's talk about Harvick for a second, though. How many wins do you see Harvick accumulating? Um, I mean, basically, what, four more years? Three to four more years, right? So uh, what, what what kind of number do you see there? So 2020, 2021, So if we have four years. Um, He's got 49 wins now. Let's say he calls uh, it quits at the end of 2023. Where you, I think where he'll you, get 12 more wins. 12 more. 12 more wins. And he's at how many? 49. So he'll get... Uh, 61. Yeah, exactly. That's my guess. Okay. Now you're going to ask me that. What's your guess? 
Well, dude, I mean, I don't, I mean, he could easily go out and win five races a year the next four years, you know? Um, I think a lot of it obviously remains to be seen what happens with the car next year and whose driving style that suits, you know what I mean? So, but I'd say 15, 15 more wins. Okay. That's, that's close, 12, 15. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've said it a hundred times on here, but he's Harvick's getting better, in my opinion, with age. I mean, we saw what he did when he was at RCR versus where he's at now. So do you think it's a maturity thing? You think as he matures, he's taking more proper risk than what he was taking previously? I think previously? that in the equipment. I think the equipment's better than what he had at RCR, but yeah. Okay. I, mean, I think that's a fair assessment. I can, I mean, he, he may go out and knock out five wins this year. He may knock out eight wins. But we know how, we, how many times we've seen it where he comes out he's going to win two mm-hmm. that we didn't expect. Mm-hmm. So I think the Chevy camp's going to be stronger this year. It's going to put a little bit more pressure on him. Mm-hmm. So I don't see him coming out and knocking out eight wins. But I could see him getting four to five yeah. this year. Okay. Um, do you want to make the same call that you did last year and say that Chevrolet will be, Chevrolet will be more competitive <laughs> than Ford and win the Manufacturer's Championship? Or do you want to change that up this year? Throwing me under the bus already. <laughs> uh, hell, I let's do it. I'm not scared. I'm <laughs> you, not scared. You're gonna go. You're gonna go with that same. Uh, I same think mentality? Chevy will perform better than Ford this year. Really? Yep. I mean, I hope I, I'm okay if that happens. And just, I just I think they've year two. So a couple things. So a couple things that's going in their favor. One is that they have had a chance to pull their heads out of their ass, really look into it. Second, they're developing that technical center in Charlotte to put more emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. I think when you've seen Chevy at its dominant pace is when they were putting a lot of manufacturer money into it. They went through a period of time where they didn't have the manufacturer support. Like t- TRD, look how much money they're dropping into the racing program. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think, you know, for a long time there, Chevy was kind of status quo on what they were putting in. I think they've kind of like, oh, shit, we're getting our ass kicked. We got to step it up. And I think that's going to start to show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this season's going <laughs> to tro- show those colors. Uh, more news there, kind of in the Chevy camp. Uh, extensions with Hendrick for Napa and Exalta. Yeah. So, 2027, I think I saw for Exalta. That's crazy to think about that year. It is. It is very crazy. And good for Hendrick. They struggled with Alex Bowman getting mm-hmm. him sponsorship. But it's nice to see. One thing we don't see often anymore is teams getting monies pumped in from one company. Or sign a contract like that. Exactly. So to see Exalta have faith in Hendrick organization Mm -hmm. for as much as they have, Napa, it's it's good. I I honestly, is I I think we're maybe two years ago was the lowest point NASCAR had. I think it's going to be on the upward trend. Mm -hmm. I think think sponsors are starting to see that a little bit as well, Mm -hmm. personally. Yeah, I hope so. Hey, talking about Exalta, what did you think of Byron's paint scheme? On the computer, like the, the pictures I see, I'm like, oh, this is going to look like shit. Actually, on the track, I thought it looked great. Looked like it was his regular paint scheme that was left out in the sun too long. <laughs> I didn't take that from him, but okay. I, just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I need to pay a little more attention to it. But the one time I saw it, it just looked like it was the faded 
regular version. I don't know. Did the blue color. The mm. red looked fine, but. Yeah. I knew what you meant when you said that. Yeah. So one of the things I'm really looking forward to on the Daytona 500, we get to see our president. It's been a while since we had a president at a 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been 2004, I think, was the last one I saw. Yeah. George Bush. So, of course, Trump has some dogs in the fight this weekend. There's a truck sponsored by him. Yeah. There's an Xfinity two, two car vehicles. sponsored by him. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm glad he's going to be there. I'm glad he's shown some initiative for our sport because I feel like, you know, when it comes to the higher powers, we've been kind of neglected over the years. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's nice to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do have else. a question for you. Yeah. So, they've announced the Daytona 500 next year is? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Super Bowl next year? February 7th. So, that means that the Daytona 500 is going to be exactly one weekend from the Super Bowl. Ooh. So, my question to you, Lugs, is how are they doing Speed Weeks next year? Uh, uh, the Clash yeah. is going to be up against the Super Bowl? Uh, that's, what, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, if they keep with the same pattern they've been going on, yes. And... That is going to be an epic failure for NASCAR. Ooh, I didn't even know or put that all together. Yeah. Cause I was looking at it today. I'm like, wait a second. It's like the 14th. I was like, Super Bowl is probably like the second or third. So I went and Googled it. No, the Super Bowl in 2021 is February 7th. So there's literally the weekend before the Daytona 500 is the Super Bowl. Is there, Where's the timing going to be for Speed Weeks? Is Arc there any stuff. chance the Super Bowl is going to be a week forward? No, there's no way. No they, way. They, no, because they have they've planned it years in advance mm-hmm. because they have to have so much uh, logistics in place. Gotcha. So there's no way they're shifting it unless a major catastrophe happens, like a 9/11 event. I mean, would NASCAR be so bold and smart to move it to? Well, I mean, it's a day race, right? So it's not really going to compete. Well, it is because how many people turn the Super Bowl on early because they start watching the commercials yeah, early? I mean, I mean, it's the Super Bowl is an all day event. I hate to say I, it, it is. It is an all day event. It, it is. Um, do, I mean, for ne- for next year at least, they'd be wise to move it back to a Saturday night event like they did yes. a few years ago. Yeah, and maybe that's what they'll do. It just it caught me by surprise when I was looking into that because I'm like, what are they going to do next year? Because I can't see them. Not only that, think about all the teams. People in the NASCAR sport that want to watch the Super Bowl, right? Right, right. It's not just a NASCAR yeah, I mean, fan perspective. It's essentially an American holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people that don't even care for football watch it. Like you, know what you. I, mean? I care for football. I don't. I'm not saying I watch every <laughs> okay, game, but okay. just saying, like, I'm not. I'd like to say I'm a little my more wife, above uh, my wife. A my wife watcher. watches the Super Bowl. My, yeah. Okay, my dad will watch the Super Bowl. He absolutely cannot stand football. <laughs> so, so I mean, it just, I'm just I, I didn't curious know on That's how cool, they're going to do. Thanks for bringing that up. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm at a loss. So I don't next know. Your schedule should be, be out in March to April. So not too much longer. We should know that. Yeah. So exactly. I am kind of thinking that they're going to condense the schedule. And Speed Weeks, instead of being like a two-week event, they're going to smash it all in one week. Well, and that's the thing we've been hearing, right? 2021 is going to be the big year yeah. where we could see big changes. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe they – maybe the, I, mean, so I don't they, know. How well, would you do that? I mean, if so, the Super Bowl's Sunday and you got the Daytona 500 the next Sunday, you almost have to do the Clash Saturday. But Or 
They've talked about throwing out the idea of doing mid midweek races. Do they try it and pit, pit it Wednesday night mm. for the clash? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just. I literally have no idea what to think about. I this. don't like that idea personally. I'd rather just see them. Oh, I don't like it the either. prior Saturday night, but and maybe they'll. I don't know what station the Super Bowl's on next year. I don't know what station the 500's on next year because they could be playing off each other. They could be Saturday night. They're you know the, they're going to be showing all the commercials for the Daytona 500, amping up for the Super Bowl. So they could be doing it Saturday night as a TV deal. And then Sunday, the Super Bowl, they're going to be doing all kinds of 500 advertisement during the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. If it's yeah. the same stations, I'm just curious if they're going to try to feed off each I other. I think it so. is different next year, though. I think it rotates to ABC next year, the uh, uh, Super Bowl, that is. Um, let's see here. Some more news. So going back to the Clash, um, viewership was up 7%. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, did you see Jeff Gluck's poll? Was it a good race? I did not. I, I, well, no, man, I don't know. (laughs) Think about this. I know. That's what I was thinking too. Like, there's going to be some people out there like, Oh my God, I love all the wrecks. There's going to be people out there like us kind of saying, man, it's kind of a shit show. I saw more people saying they enjoyed it than people bitching about it. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to say 60% good race, 40% bad. No, actually 49.7% said yes. Literally 50-50 split. Yes. I was going to say 50-50. I'm like, no, I can't be 50-50. That's pretty damn close to 50-50. So Jeff Gluck's poll showed 50% yes, 50% no. But I guess Twitter analytics goes down to the 10th of percentages now, and it didn't last year. Um, so he could actually look it up, and it was 49.7% said yes. So we'll see what kind of ratings we get next week after the 500. But um, I, Again, I told you, I think that it's on the uptick. I really do. I mean, I hope so. Uh, did you hear about Corey LaJoy pinning a letter to Oh, I, so Rick I heard Hendrick? he was real nervous, and then I seen something like briefly several days later that he was nervous because he gave a letter to Hendrick? Yes, so I guess he approached Jimmy Johnson and wanted to get his take on how he should approach Rick Hendrick about inquiring, you know, basically being able to ride or to drive the 48 car next year after Johnson retires. And they came up with the solution that, hey, write a handwritten letter. And I guess Corey has good penmanship and wrote it in cursive. (laughs) <laughs> and wrote it out and handed huh. it to him at the NASCAR Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And I guess it went off pretty well because, I mean, he basically came out and said, yeah, I've got constant text messages, phone phone calls, emails, everything. He's like, when's the last time I got a handwritten letter? I mean, so could, yeah, we, see, could we see Corey LaJoy in the 48 next Man, year? That, that is one combination I had never thought about. But Okay, so... Let's talk about the typical Hendrick persona. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vanilla. Usually, <laughs> usually, but not always, but usually, yes. But a very clean cut, nice, presentable person. Yes. I think in that mold, I think Corey, Corey fits, fits it to a T. Corey fits. And Corey even said, hey, I think I could fit their mold. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the vanilla aspect, he's a little bit more out there. But not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. He's not an asshole. He's not arrogant. He's very people friendly. He interacts with the fans. He's out there throwing the football, stuff well, like that. That do you remember when we were 
Um, and he rode we were up at on Bristol. That, and he rode up on that cart, he that was, little scooter thing. Yeah, a little two-wheeled scooter thing. He rolled up right next mm-hmm. to us at Bristol and yep. just hanging out. Most fans like almost didn't even recognize him. Yep. But he was still talking to people, taking pictures. Just seemed like yeah. seems like a really cool, likable guy. I would like I would be happy seeing him in the forty eight car. You know, I that's what I'm getting to is I really never thought about that combo. I wouldn't be angry with that. But do we see him overshadowing or overcoming a Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, or who's the other one that's a contract next year? That's a big one. Kislowski. Blaney, yeah. Blaney. I mean, there, there's actually several. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I again, I, I've never really thought about this until just now. But I think he fits it well, and I honestly think he could be competitive. Yeah. And good equipment. Yeah. I like Corey. Yeah, he was in that article saying like how nervous and like shaking he was just to hand him the letter because he knew like if it led to something that would be life changing. It would for be, him. yeah historically life-changing yeah. for him and his family and like i think that's awesome yeah absolutely i really think he would fit the shoes well he kind of even looks like a young johnson with the you know beard and stuff yeah yeah now let me ask you this how long till they announce a driver halfway through the season three quarters of the mm-hmm. way through i say it's going it would have to at least be three quarters when did they announce Chase was going to step into Gordon's car. Do you remember? Because I don't. That's a little bit different, though. That's because he was coming out of out of. He wasn't going from one ride to another, like another brand or another manufacturer, or another team to his this team. It was essentially going from Xfinity to Cup. Yeah, we all kind of expected it anyway. Yeah, yeah. My guess, whoever takes over Johnson's car is not going to be an Xfinity driver coming up. My guess, it's going to be another Cup driver stepping into that car. So you don't want to announce it too early where you step on Roger Penske's toes or whatever, and when it comes to that fan base, because let's just say in the middle of the season, you announce, hey, Kyle Larson's coming to our team. Mm-hmm. Chip Ganassi's basically just going to – I mean, that whole team is just going to basically shut fold, down, yeah. like mentally. Mentally, yeah. Yeah, and the fan base is going to fold mentally. essentially as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think it would have to at least be three quarters into the season – because I really think it's going to be a cup driver, an already cup driver stepping into that car. So no Noah Gregson, huh? I don't think so. I don't – unless he has a breakout season. I okay. don't see it. No, that's fair. I agree with that too. He's really going to have to perform like hell Yeah. to throw his keys into the bowl. That's for yeah. sure. So Noah's another fan-friendly kind of guy. He's kind of – presentable he's putting himself out there he's not as polished as a Corey LaJoy and mm-hmm. Hendrick loves those polished guys mm-hmm. so I mean I'm I'm telling you the but more with, I think about but it but with being in the junior uh, true true I, bold, I, yes I'm not going to disagree with that I'm just you know in my mind what I'm seeing as an image as a Hendrick driver I do Corey man I'm just the, when you brought that up it really to me kind of makes sense I I think okay driving there's skills there's always Ross Chastain too that true, and I can almost see this is the potential. I can almost see Larson stepping over to Hendrick and Ross taking Larson's spot. So, I saw a few things this week that Larson is shit on Hendrick too much lately to be considered. Like this is just fan speculation, right? Sure. Remember when Larson came out? He's very yeah. outspoken about Hendrick and the issues. Uh, what was it last year? Yeah. Year before? I, I know what you're talking about. Um. And then also, 
I don't think Hendrick allows his drivers like he wouldn't let Casey Kane go run dirts yeah. dirt races. And so, it's gonna be a huge factor to Exactly. Larson. So a lot of people are like, Oh, Boyer is gonna not be in the fourteen and Larson's gonna step into that car. It's all speculation people sure, is what we like talking too. about. But I could see that more so, yeah, honestly, at this yeah. point than him going to Hendrick. I still see Larson. I'd love to, to see him go to Hendrick, but I, I don't see it happening. I don't. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I read that tweet about like, oh, he shit on Hendrick too many times, I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh yeah, he's he said he's, a few yeah, things where yeah. he's pretty outspoken about it. So, how do you backtrack tread on that? Which yeah. isn't impossible. And but. I don't think necessarily Rick would hold a lot of water to that fire on that I wouldn't because either. i think rick's very uh very <laughs> professional guy um i think he, he may would say something to him and kind of jab him about it but i don't think he would yeah hold it against him all right switching flavors i've switched over to the strawberry yeah that's what i'm on Ooh, right now i already drank much, my sour there's that fruit roll up again yeah yeah that's true so um it, anyway it was just while we're still on that tangent sure. Did you see Johnson was oh, the, at the, a yeah, circuit, of, uh, circuit of America's yeah, in Texas yeah. for IndyCar. Said I he guess. wants to run IndyCar and not just the Indy 500. Like he's saying he wants to run multiple races, street course races, so on and so forth. I didn't see that. I just seen that there was speculation he might do the 500. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like he said he wants to do four or five IndyCar races next year. That, where the hell did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's a racer mentality. I guess, but you just don't see a whole lot of NASCAR people that are no. like, oh, I'm going to go do IndyCar now. Yeah, I mean, it's true because, I mean, they're already on top of the world. Why would they just take a step down? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Valid. Valid. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, when when's the last time? I mean, yeah, guys want to do the most prestigious race, Indy 500, but yeah, I don't know. That caught me off guard. I was surprised. So interesting to see where Johnson yeah. goes after this year. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, and then also going still, we were just talking about Grex, and he had a new sponsor announcement this week. Bass Black Pro, and, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, yep. and True Timber. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's cool. cool. For a gun guy like I am, I'm actually happy to see that. You done bought all three of those products, didn't you? I just bought one shirt that had all of them on it. <laughs> no, I didn't, but I was, I did share. Are was, you a coffee guy? I am. And I am a Black Rifle Coffee guy. You've had it? Yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. Uh, it, well, I mean, they obviously have different formulations, flavors, aromas, whatever you want to call it. But it's, I mean, it's like any coffee. Mm -hmm. I drink straight black coffee, and I'll drink probably five cups a day. Really? Yeah, I drink coffee all the time. I don't think I knew that. I'm shocked. I mean, I'm at work, so every morning when we worked together, I don't remember you drinking coffee. We worked. At, we worked mainly at third shift. I didn't drink coffee third shift. Why just, not? Just, That's when you need I, no, coffee. I, I'm not going to disagree. I guess it's more of a mental thing. To me, coffee is a day drink not a night drink i don't know it's weird it's weird i, I guess i never really thought about it like that but um so i start off every morning with uh probably a cup to two cups of coffee i go into work we now have a coffee maker right by my desk okay uh that's free coffee now so i get me a cup then and then at nine o'clock every morning i go up to our cafeteria and i work from the cafeteria and i drink one to two more I, I bigger cups so it's like one cup is actually a cup and a half basically so i'll drink one or two of those sitting there Gotcha. So by noon, I've essentially drank <laughs> four to five cups of coffee. All right. Okay. Black coffee. I don't add sugar, that's, sweetener, I mean, or that's anything. good. It's healthier. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
right. I drink cool. a shit ton of coffee. I saw something like they're planning on like employing ten thousand veterans within like the next three years. The Black Rifle Coffee Company. They're, they're, yeah, I mean they're owned by a veteran, so and that, their focus all, is was, mainly I, veteran. I, I just learned that, and I was like, that's awesome. One thing I really like about Black Rifle, uh, if you follow them on um, Twitter or stuff like that, you'll see that they kind of kind of a tongue in cheek. They're just a bunch of you know, guys and gals that like to have fun. Barstool. Not that bad. Oh, okay. Not that bad. But they don't take themselves like 100% seriously, but they do offer good opportunities for veterans. Um, yeah, and they're always posting pictures with guns and stuff, which gets me excited. Does maybe it? maybe they'll send some uh, pictures to uh, my new website. Hey, maybe we need to email them for some sample, and we'll promote it. Oh, them. yeah, we should. Yeah. We should. It's a great idea. We'll have to do that. Um, all right, let's switch gears here. I think that's all the news. Got anything else? Not really news. I was just going to mention uh, that it's really exciting to see that we have 41 trucks for 32 spots. Mm. We have 40 Xfinity cars for 38 spots. And I don't know the final cup count. It's that's like a lot of trucks for... Dude, that is a lot of trucks. And there's going to be, what, 11, 12 go-homes? Yeah. Or nine go-homes, I'm Ouch. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Are, is truck starting to thrive again? Is it is is it because it's a little bit cheaper? I think yeah, it's a lower barrier to entry, so for sure. But you know, good luck to everybody. It's gonna be tough. It's yeah, a lot of people going home. Yep. Um, but yeah, none, nonetheless, I hope that's a sign of an uptick of what's to come for sure. Yep. Um. All right, so let's switch gears. We're gonna. We're going to move into, I guess, our predictions for 2020. Some of this might be outlandish. Some of it might be... <laughs> I haven't really thought about it, so we'll see. Uh, one quick note before we go further, Lugs. Uh, fantasy, if you want to join our Fantasy League, um, please check out wreckingracing.com. Look at the Fantasy Rules. Super easy to play. You're just emailing us each week. You're going to email us at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to play, but you want to talk to us, that's fine, too. Yep. Um... Yep. So we'll be ch- keeping track of that, and then we'll have prizes at the end of the season. That we'll go. Th- we'll talk more about that. And later. we do a lot of shit talking. We do a lot of shit talking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump into our 2020 predictions. We actually had somebody email us with some pretty bold predictions. Uh, you gonna read them? Uh, I I don't have them pulled up. Do you? I right, won't take me about a second. Pull okay. them up. Um, let's. I want I want to start off with. I guess the biggest thing who's going to be our 2020 champion oh god hey literally man, shoot, not, shoot straight at it who's I'm not uh, and this um, is probably the most difficult thing to call right harvick i'm going with harvick just again. fyi we both said harvick last year okay oh well i'll stick with that then yeah i mean he made it to the round of four yeah. right so why wouldn't you go with him again um you know, it's hard to pick, dude. It's hard to pick. This is such a competitive sport to just pick somebody out of a hat like that. Yeah, it is. So, who? okay. Are you writing these down so you keep track of, like, so you can I'm throw mud in, in my face later? I'm putting them in our spreadsheet here. Because I know you want to throw mud in my face every chance you get. <laughs> like, you don't do the same. I would never do that to you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to go... Man, who should I go with, dude? Um, I'm not going to go Truex. I'm going to go Hamlin, man. I'm going to go Hamlin. Oh, man, just because he had one breakout season? <laughs> I mean, look, dude. They're Bold gonna, predictions. They're going to be in the same 
car packages as last year. Gibbs obviously has a handle on that. Yeah. I'm going to go him. Okay. I, okay. I would love to see Harvick win it. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But I'm probably going to regret that. So, um, Okay. 2020 champions have been picked. Dominant team of 2020. Stuart Haas. Really? Okay. I got to go with Gibbs. I mean, it's kind of hard to... Who do you pick? I mean, there's three powerhouses, four powerhouses. I mean, it's whatever. Yep. (laughs) It's so hard. Any... Next one. Any additional retirement announcements? We had a few last year. Some expected, some not. We had so, Paul Menard. So you mean like David Reagan during the season? We're going to yes. have one like during the season, not for the season after. That, we'll we'll hear a retirement announcement this year, but I don't know if it'll be for. It this could be year. either way. Either okay, way. I mean, yeah, we'll have. I, I think like, it could be a Paul Menard or David Reagan where they're like, "Hey, this is it right here, 2020." Yeah, yeah I mean, or, I think we will. Yeah, I, yes, to answer your question, or, yes, or it could be for 2021. Who is yep. it? I I think Boyer will. I agree. Um, besides Boyer, uh, I don't, I can't think of anybody else. Maybe, but I'm sure there's gonna be someone. Maybe I think a Newman. He's the front runner, right? Maybe even a Newman. Maybe maybe Newman. Yeah, I think those are fair. Um, front runner in Hendrick Motorsports. And be careful with this, because I'm going to throw a stat at you here in just a second. Okay. So, you know I'm going to say Chase. Then you're going to throw a stat back at me that probably Bowman's better. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say that he had a the best average finish in 2019, which that which surprised me. That oh, really? surprised me, yeah. He was more consistent than the other guys were on a, on a continual basis. Now, he had some rough... Especially there at the end, he had some rough goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I say throughout the season, he was much more in the top ten <clears throat> competition area than the other ones were. The other ones were just so hit and miss. Okay, so Chase for you be the front runner of Hendrick. I'm not going to disagree with that. I do expect a breakout year for Byron. Yes, um, but I don't think he will surpass the chemistry that that Chase has got going now. Right, so right. I'm going to agree with you there. Um, let's shift gears to another team here. Who's the front runner in Ganassi? Who's going to have a better year there? Larson or Kurt mm-hmm. Busch? Both had one win apiece last uh, year. They both have one win apiece, but Kurt's on the out. And what I mean by that, he's towards the end of his career. Larson's like in the prime of his career. And if Larson can't get it done and be the dominant of the two, then he really needs to evaluate where he's at. Mm-hmm. So just with that being said, I think it's Larson. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say Kurt, just to be different. And I do believe that. So. Okay. I would like Kurt to see the dominant one. I would love for him to run for another championship. Yeah. It would be cool. Yeah, I saw something the other day that was just basically like, if Larson doesn't perform this year, just what you said, right? Like, he's really got to evaluate. This is going to be, what, his seventh or eighth year in Cup now? Yeah. I mean, this is, like, the time where he should be stepping up. and like, He should be 
at superstar level. Yeah. And he's not even, I mean, he's barely getting into the round of 12, round of eight yeah. sometimes. So definitely needs to step it up. Um, you know, maybe it's the equipment. I don't know. But I think it's definitely one of those years for him where it's, he's okay. going to have to step up. Uh, Matt DiBurrito, DiBenedetto, expectations in the 21 this year? I expect him to be a middle field guy. No wins? No wins. Really? Yeah, no wins. Playoff? No. Really? Yeah. Nope. Wow. Okay. Well, so, I mean, just because it's Matt D? I mean, look I, at that equipment. What, what? I mean, they're going to have to make some large changes to the whole Woods Brother program to be, get it to be competitive. Okay. Like, to me, the Woods Brothers basically about Richard Petty level to me. Maybe a little bit better, obviously, but not a whole lot better. I mean... With when with yeah, I mean when with Menard was was in it, yeah. When Blaney but, was in it, but okay, so Menard was the epitome of mediocrity. I get that he was oh he was the middle level as middle level gets okay for Menard. Blaney, I think he was a little bit more competitive because I I personally feel that Penske probably gave them a little bit more with the expectation to bring him in. I think there was more of a. And this is just me talking on my ass, so I could be completely wrong. But I think there was plans that put him in that car and then eventually moved him to Penske. So I think the cars that were getting for Penske were probably a little bit more closer to what they had. When yep. Menard came in, I don't think there was quite the ambition to give better, decent equipment. I think I think they what they gave was, wasn't bad equipment. I just don't think they provided quite as much support they had previously. Okay. So I think with Matt D, it's going to kind of fall in that category. Okay. I am going to say he'll have one win, and he will make the playoffs. Obviously, if you win, you're going to make the playoffs. So uh, I say one win. I, th- I say if Justin Haley can win. Uh, no, Matt yeah, I mean, sure. I'm not saying he couldn't win. I just don't yeah. think he's going to. No, I get it. I get it. But, yeah, I I, I legitimately, man, I see one win. Uh, I mean, you know what? I hope I'm wrong. I hope he gets one or two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was in different equipment, but – we saw a few times. We saw the Daytona 500. He was strong. We saw Bristol. Um, again, totally different team, and it could fall apart, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say one win there. Um, got a stacked rookie field this year. Yeah. Who makes the playoffs? If, so, any, if any. I'm going to start off with the bowl prediction. Okay. Let me write this down so I don't forget this. You know, I will forget it. So fans hold me liable to this, okay? I think we'll have three rookies make the. I think it's gonna be Custer, Bell, and Reddick will all make the playoffs. So all the three heavy hitters, no yep. Quinn Hoff, no John Hunter. No, I mean it'd be awesome if like a Quinn Hoff made it, just for the fact. But let's let's, let's be, face we, it, let's yeah, be let's, realistic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I agree. I think that they will all three make it as well. Now. Will they make the playoffs with wins? If so, how many wins and who has the wins? Uh, I think Bell and Reddick will have a win. Custer won't, but I think Custer will be more competitive on a continual basis. So Bell and Reddick will have wins? Yes. Okay, Custer, no. Custer, just be a lot more consistent. Okay. I am going to go out and say... Man, that's hard. That's no, hard. No, it's extremely hard. 
I would love to see Reddick go out and continue what he did in the Xfinity, but I know what Childress's cup program is like, and that's hard for me to... Yeah, but let's face it. He's going to run circles around the Dillon brothers. I mean, literally, he'll probably run laps around them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Custer wins, actually. Okay. Um, I mean, he's in Stuart Haas. You can't yeah. go wrong with that. Yeah. I'm going to go with Custer with one win. Ah oh, man, I don't know about Bell. I'm I know he's got talent, but I I just I'm not sold on him yet. So in in, in a you know in my case with saying he'll get a win, it doesn't mean that he's gonna go out and dominate a race. It's gonna be more maybe like road course. Maybe uh, all you need is the stars to align. Yeah, once, exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, I'm gonna say Custer gets one win. That's it. No other rookies. All right, next section. This one's intriguing to me. Who's going to be the best team in within Penske? Paul Wolf and Joey Logano, Keselowski and Jeremy Bullins, or Todd Gordon and Blaney? Todd Gordon and Blaney. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. Is I'm not 100% sold on Blaney. I like Blaney a lot. I just don't... I want to see him be more consistent. Yeah. And I agree. Like, when I saw that... Parage all being shuffled up. I thought the exact same thing, but then I also thought, holy shit, Kozlowski was with Jeremy Bullins in Xfinity and they had 10 wins together. Wow. And then Paul Wolf, he's nothing to shake a stick at, and we know Logano's yeah. talented. Yeah. I could see this becoming a powerhouse in 2020 and setting the world on fire. I mean, I could see each mm. of these teams going out. Get three yeah, or four I, I'm wins. Gonna change, I'm going to change my pick on that. I'm going to go with Keselowski. And the reason why is this is somewhat of a pretty much a contract year for him. He's got a little bit more on the line than someone like a Blaney does because Blaney still has a lot of future ahead of him. Keselowski has less future ahead of him, so he's got more to prove right now. So you think Keselowski? So I'm going to say Keselowski. Bullens will have the biggest year? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go out and say same thing really i mean it's contract year for blaney so same kind of mentality i'm gonna say blaney and todd gordon and i think if blaney doesn't rise to the top in this situation then we'll be looking at him maybe looking elsewhere right maybe that i don't see 14 it. maybe that maybe, 48 maybe I, I just don't see it but maybe you see him st st staying there? Yeah, and the reason why is the marketable marketable level. I don't think Pinsky will want to get rid of that because he can bring in sponsorships, mm -hmm. and that's such a, as we know that's key, right? But he's a very marketable guy. But you don't see him stepping into the forty-eight no, or I the fourteen? No, I don't. Maybe, maybe the fourteen, maybe not the forty-eight. I literally think I see him see, staying there. I don't see there. Blaney being a. I see, I see Pinsky getting rid of Keselowski before they get rid of. Blaney. Really? Yeah. Really? I could see Keselowski stepping into the 14. Really? I don't see that, man. I, I don't see Blaney fitting the mold at, at Stuart Haas. I don't know. I, I mean, I just don't... I don't know. I just don't see him with that group for some reason. But you see Keselowski stepping into the 14. I could, yeah, absolutely could see that working out. I mean, Stuart Haas has given veterans more chances than most other teams. Mm -hmm. And they've stepped in and been productive. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited for this year and to see what happens with Silly Season. I'll be honest with you. Uh, let's see here. 
I think that's the end of those questions, man. But I've got a special segment. Okay. For Jimmy Johnson. Well, he's not here to answer your questions. Oh, okay. Then you'll have to answer them. <laughs> um, tell me, how's he going to fare in 2020? I think he'll be somewhat... It's going to be a complete turnaround from last year. Okay. Gets a win then? Um, I have him down as one of my potentials for the 500. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think he gets a win. I think he gets two wins. Okay. So, two wins... Odds of an eighth championship. No. I, I could see him maybe Slim making the none. round of four. I could see him definitely in the 12, but not. I, I would say it's going to be hard for him to get past the round of 12. Okay. Okay. Who has a, well, with that, with that mentality, um, who has a better year? Uh, Jimmy Johnson or Gordon in his last year? Gordon. I mean, Gordon finished what? Was it? third his last season mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be hard to top that yeah okay but he only had one win and you're saying bounce True. could have two so depends True. what you classify sure. as as success i guess yeah um we already talked about who we saw stepping into the 48 but um do you think jimmy would also be retiring right now if he didn't have the year that he did in 2019 if he had went out and won two so, races. Yeah, I th- I think he would be. If he's looking into doing it, to do an IndyCar potentially a little bit, I think he's already had his mindset for a while that he's ready to do something else. Ready to retire, ready to enjoy life a little bit with the family and take on new adventures, mm-hmm. right? So I think... I don't think last season really had anything to do with it, honestly. Maybe it maybe nudged him a little bit, but I don't. I think if he had a semi-successful season last season, now if he was straight out competitive frequently, I don't think so because yeah. you know I yeah I proved myself right. I keep going, win one or two races last season and semi be competitively. I don't think it would change anything. Okay. And last question, call it. Put your name on it. Who's gonna t- who's stepping in the forty-eight? You really got me still on this Corey LaJoy thing. He, to <laughs> me, he fits the mold. All right. He fits the mold. And you can pay someone like him less. So, That's uh, true. In, so let's, you know, in a, in, in a football kind of world, contracts, how much you're paying the quarterback depends on how, how successful your team is. Teams that are just paying their quarterbacks ungodly amount, they can't pay for other areas. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't bring in your strong safeties who are talented, stuff like that. It limits you. So Hendrick... They've already been limited somewhat on sponsorship dollars. And, they, yes, they had an extension with Napa and stuff, but with, like, Bowman situation. And we know Allies pumping some money in, too. But if you guys spread money across four teams and you got one team that's really not picking up their fair share, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. um, my, my opinion is that you can bring in – and this sport, between last-place driver and the first-place driver, talent-wise, there's probably not a huge difference. So when you talk about NFL between the last quarterback and the best quarterback, there is a massive difference. Yeah, and and these cars, to an extent, somewhat drive themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they stick to the track. They you know with the downforce and stuff like that. So the skill level's not quite as necessary as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So I think you can bring in a non non true superstar and still do good. Mm-hmm. So I think he can be competitive in that car and. Instead of paying him $10 million a year, pay him two. Okay. And that saves a lot more wiggle room for the rest of the teams. Okay. That's my my personal opinion. All right. 
So whenever you start talking about Corey, to me, it makes sense. Okay. All right. Duly noted. Let's talk about some Daytona 500 you picks. Didn't, hold on, hold on. Back up. Why don't you answer some of those questions? <laughs> well, they're my questions. I don't got to answer them. <laughs> Who's stepping in the 48? Answer that one. Oh, God, dude. I don't know. Uh, I'm not so you're going to s- pit the whole show on me. Yes. Yeah. And not yeah. answer it yourself, jackass. I slaved over these questions. I didn't have to put thought into answering them. <laughs> no, yeah. I... Uh, I mean, I could see it going several different routes. I th- I'm could I say, see Jackson? Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna say Ross Chastain. Ross I Chastain. could see Ross. I think it'll depend on his year this yeah. year, yeah. but I I'm gonna say Ross Chastain. I'm excited for this weekend for Ross because three, he's in three competitive cars. Three races, yeah, yeah, and not three junk races. He's in three competitive cars. Mm-hmm. So yes, he's driving a Spire car for the 500, but it's a Ganassi car. Exactly. The top equipment. Right. Um, I agree, man. I see one to two wins for Johnson this year. Slim odds on an eighth championship. Um, and again, it's going to be hard to beat the championship year that Gordon put up in his last year. Um, and I also agree, like, if he had a better 2019, he probably wouldn't have called a, called a retirement as soon as he did. But... Um, I, I pretty well agree with you. Aside from little Le, Le, joy, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't see it's out of the question to see little joy step into the 48, but I'm just going to go with Ross on it. Yeah. Um, I understand. So we'll see. Does that answer all your questions? Well, kind of. So we, we, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it does, but one thing I was going to like harp on a little bit, not really harp on, but you know, we've seen in this sport, like we've heard stories about people taking risk, right? That's really paid off. And wouldn't the whole giving Hendrick a letter like really be one of those storybook events that we've kind of heard rumors about in the past mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Things that have happened. Yeah, it would. And I think Hendrick feeds off that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I could again, that just kind of feeds back into. You're I, sold. I, could, I, I literally when when you brought this up, I I literally could see this. Yes, you bought it. I did. I did. Yeah. And Science. I'll be, and I, again, I'll be okay. I know he hasn't proved himself. Like he's not a winner, but look at the equipment he's been in. Signed, sealed, delivered. So gas means anyway, about it. Yeah. All right. All right. And I think he's more talented than his outcome show too. All right, man. Uh, so let's get into some fantasy uh, predictions yeah. here. Last year, Danny Hamlin won the Daytona 500. You had Stenhouse and Boyer as your picks. <laughs> do you want to reselect Stenhouse again this year, bud? Uh, no, I do not. Oh, okay. I had Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. Neither one of those won. But um, a couple uh, last last episode, I believe it was. I I pretty much put it out there that Rowdy is going to be drinking a Rowdy in Daytona Victory mm-hmm, Lane. Mm-hmm, so I'm going to mm-hmm, stick mm-hmm. with that okay. as one of my picks. Give me one of yours, uh, Johnson. Okay, yep. I already knew that. Yep, we just exactly. talked about yep, that. Exactly. That's, I don't, why, that's why I went with my unbold prediction first. I don't know who my second's going to be. This one, I'm, I'm throwing, I'm literally throwing a dart, and you're going to laugh when I say this. Quinn but, Huff. Uh, Brennan Gunn. Close. He's a new Ford driver. Who? Chris Busher. Okay. I, 17, huh? Yeah, and the reason why I say that is we've seen the 17 perform well at, at the at the super very speedways. True, very true. And we've seen Busher in the 37 actually do very well on super speedways too. Mm-hmm. 
Remember, we we talked several times about Busher last year and how he's actually overperforming what we expected. In that equipment, yes. So I think you put him in a car that has potentially to be semi-competitive, I think there's a chance. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, let's be honest, Quinn Hoff has a chance. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Kyle Busch and... Chastain. I want to go with people that have not won a 500. Chastain. I mean... I'm not against Chastain. I'm going to go Kyle and... Kyle. Lars. Reddick. Custer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not picking a rookie. Okay. Although it's completely plausible (laughs) of happening. Um, I'm not going to go with the rookie. Just because they have the least amount of seat time. Uh... I'm going to say Truex, dude. Truex. Wait. Yeah, no, he's not one of 500. So, yeah, I'm going to go Truex. Truex and Bush. So, you're going Gibbs. Going Gibbs. All right, hey. I should probably go with one off the wall, but. Okay, so who would your, and we won't hold you to this, but who's your third pick? If I was who's gonna, your off the wall pick? If I was going to go yeah. off, somebody off the wall, uh, you had to put me on the freaking spot here, man. Um. I mean, you can't go wrong. It's not going to be held against you either way, but. I think it'd be a badass Chastain win. Yeah. I mean, no, it totally would be. Uh, if Chastain wins, I'm using all my connections to get him on the show finally. To Benedetto. <laughs> okay. All right. Go Hell, on. maybe that. You know what? Screw Truex. The Benedetto. Okay. Okay. All right. That'd be kind of cool, too. I hope that I don't, like, regret that when we're recording this a week from today. But I'm going Kyle Busch to Benedetto. What, a week from today? You mean we're going to be starting our weekly episodes again? Hell yeah. All right, man. Uh, Locked and loaded. We got our picks in. Fans, send us your picks. Rankingracing at gmail.com. Email them to us. Got to have them in by Green Flag. By Green Flag, yep. Yep, yep. Um, We're not... You know, we're not gonna send you a reminder if you want to play. We're not. We're not we don't have the time to send everybody reminders. Like, hey, you forgot to pick your picks in this week. It's on you. And set your set your damn cell phone calendar. Yeah, and if you miss a race, it's not the end of the world. No, especially this season. We had we're having a playoff people. this we season. A, yeah, we're right? gonna reset the points at the end. So, yeah. um, speaking of which, I think what we're gonna do prize wise is we'll probably have a regular championship points championship winner, and yeah. then we'll reset the points, and then we'll have. The, the playoff overall. championship. Yeah, so we'll probably so do we'll a, have two a winners. small award for the regular season champ and a little bit bigger award probably for the overall champ. Exactly. Now, what's that going to be? Might be cash, might be hookers, might be diecast. We don't know. Uh, South Haven't... Beach doing cocaine off titties and hookers, <laughs> all the above, you know. So, you know, stay tuned. We got a couple ideas in play for the prizes, but there will be two winners. I mean, unless you win both, then it'll be one winner. But, uh, yeah, send us those yeah. picks. We need those picks. Yeah, and tell your friends to play, too. I mean, more the merrier, and we talk shit all the time. Yeah, we get into some pretty... And talk about that Jessica Mueller, you're going to finish last this year, we get so into fuck some, off. We get into some pretty uh, intense <laughs> Twitter battles. <laughs> it's been fu- it's fun. It's fun. So I think everybody that played last year regularly will probably play again this year, because mm-hmm. we all love talking shit to each other. Yeah, it's fun. 
So anyway, folks, rankingracing at gmail.com. Send those picks in. If you're curious about what we look like or uh, some pictures from previous races we've gone to, go wreckingracing.com. Check our website. Fantasy rules are there as well. Enjoy. You can also use that to contact us too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last thing, enjoy Daytona, man. Looking forward to it. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a good race. Got the duels tomorrow. And then we got Truck Friday, Xfinity Saturday, Daytona I'm 500 Sunday. I'm already starting to get like hard. Chubbed up. Yeah, chubbed up right <laughs> Just talking about it, <laughs> Thanks so. for sharing. All right. Thanks, folks. Talk to you next week. And the check and flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you soon.